So where's the office back at Division? You're in the office, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. What's going on, everybody? How are you? How you been, folks? How you been? I know, I know, I've been hearing it, you know, from the three and a half people that listen to the podcast. I've been hearing it. I know I haven't been around. Life has been a little crazy. It's been a little crazy uh, since the last time we spoke. A uh, lot of lot, lot of things been going on. Good, good things, good things, um, <clears throat> and a couple of bad things, you know, here and there. To be honest, to be honest, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we begin, though, allow me to, you know, there we go. A little bit of Irish crickets for you. There you go. Um, before we dive into it. Dive into it. Wow. All right. Dive into it. Maybe I shouldn't drink this. I'm already buzzed. Before we dive into it, what you just heard, that intro, is from the 2001 Academy Award winning Training Day. It is one of my favorite all-time films. That scene right there that you heard is when the character played by Ethan Hawke gets into the classic Monte Carlo car driven by Denzel Washington. And that's how the film starts off. When I'm, like, I remember when I was a little kid watching that in theaters, which, by the way, I shouldn't have watched it in theaters. I should have waited till I was the proper age. But I've been watching rated R films since I was a little kid. So what does that matter? Um, I, I chose to watch that film in theaters. But I've always been a mature cinematic savant. So nothing has ever um, been too much for me when it came to watching a film at that age. But anyways, so that film came out in theaters and I went to go watch it and it's a great film. And that's how that film starts off. That scene right there. Let me tell you, man, you guys watch that film. It literally feels like you're getting strapped into an unbelievable, unbelievable ride and that is the start of it. So I start my podcast with that. Is it copyright infringement? I don't care. Warner Brothers Village Roadshow, come down and find me. I live at 1234 South Main Street, USA. Come find me. Hang on. Yeah. So anyways, um, I know I've been a little MIA. Uh, so... Um, had a day off today, had a day off. Your boy is back to work full time. And when I mean full time, I really mean full time seven days a week, pretty much. Um, not because I'm hurting for it, because if I were to just sit here and count my Benjamins, I would literally contemplate sticking a needle through my eye. I need to get back to work. So I wanted to work and, um, you know, I kind of kind of bargained a little bit too much, but oh well. Um, you know, I'm going to be uh, able to add towards all of the funds that I've got, everything like that. 
you know, it's all working towards a big plan, a big goal that all of you are going to be a part of and everything like that. But I was going to be releasing a podcast weeks ago, but the reason why I didn't, and this is the God honest truth. The God honest truth is that the day before I was going to release my, my podcast episode, my latest podcast episode was the day of Adam Toledo was the day of the, was the day after the Adam Toledo shooting in Chicago, where the 13 year old boy was murdered by police officers. And in that whole time frame, you know, we had the, you know, the George Floyd verdict, the Makia Bryant situation. And it was just as it, it was a moment in time to where I was like, Jesus Christ, this is deja vu all over again. And I know that that's what deja vu means. It means that you relive and it's a kind of, you know, pointless to say all over again. But that's what it was. It was deja vu. It was it was an absolute nightmare without like the repercussions of the violence and everything like that. I got to tell you, I was I was sitting in fear, in absolute fear that George Floyd's uh, murderer Derek Chauvin was going to be found not guilty. I swear to God it was like I literally was under the uh, like I was afraid. I was afraid. I'm not not kidding you. I was I was like, damn, man, this guy's going to be let go free. And the reason why is because so my new gig, um, I'm kind of back in the bodyguard game a little bit. Um, as most of you know, that's what was my former career. Um, I'm kind of not doing that so much. I'm now a director of security for a company. And uh, this company underwent a little bit of damage last year during the riots that took place here in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills last year. And so the day of the George Floyd verdict, I was at the location. I was at the office and it, it was a tense situation there. Um, I was, um, I was, you know, I was nervous. I was nervous because, you know, being director of security, it's like if anything goes down, you are the one that needs to know every little detail of what is going to happen when the shit hits the fan. Now, I was worried. I was worried that. That. People were were automatically going to just snap and do it. And you know what? I wouldn't have blamed them. I wouldn't have blamed the public if they reacted in an incredibly negative way. It's just the way the world works. It's just how it goes. I'm sorry. Do I agree with it? No, I don't agree with it. Do I uh, you know, agree with people burning down the city that I love? Absolutely not. I don't. But do I understand? You know what I mean? Or am I just wrong? You know, I don't... I don't understand why Hitler did what he did. 
because that was without cause. But when police officers repeatedly are let go, you know, without having to pay a price, I can understand why people would feel like, whoa, 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 dude, if I got to walk a fine line, how come they don't have to? I, I get it. I get it. That's the Gemini in me. That's the Gemini in me that I can see things from both sides of the fence. Okay. So it was just a crazy situation and I didn't want to get politically heavy on my podcast. I don't, um, I appreciate that people come here for the good times and the good vibes. So, um, I didn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't there mentally to, to, to be, you know, my, my regular, you know, happy go lucky self. So I had to take some time off and everything. And it allowed me to, to, um, focus on my work and do everything like that and focus on to what's more important, you know, in me and with me and everything like that. Um, I got stabbed again in the name of science for the final time. I'm hoping so. Hey, you know, cheers to being hundred percent vaccinated. All right. Mm-hmm. Because look, I had this conversation just earlier this day with somebody about me getting vaccinated. And I did it because do, do I believe in the vaccine hundred percent? No, not really. I like, if I'm being hundred percent honest, I don't, I believe in science, but just because I believe in science, I don't believe that it's like, Oh yeah, man, this is a hundred percent perfection. No. Um, I, I got the vaccine because I, because I knew what the government was going to be doing. You know, you can't fly without being vaccinated. You can't do this without being vaccinated. You can't do this without being. So I just did it just to shut the fuck up here. Here's my fucking vaccination card there. You happy? Um, so yeah, I went out and I got myself vaccinated for the second time. And so, um, and so I went out and did that all in the name of science and you know i'm i'm i don't feel any different you know what i mean i don't have a magnet stuck to my arm i'm seeing those videos if you guys don't know what i'm talking about there's videos running rampant all over the internet that are showing people um sticking magnets right where they did the injection and the and like the magnets are sticking and i'm like yeah no not me dude that you know that ain't me so no you know i mean there's no magnets sticking to my arm or anything like that i am just fully vaccinated now and it's crazy uh excuse me just having to take a little sip i you know, these are things to where, you know, you, these are little moments in, in our lifetimes to where the insanity is like, we're going to have to like, you know, look back and be like, holy shit, did that actually happen? That actually happened. You know, I'm 32 years young right now, you know, who knows? I'm going to look back at the younger generation, all my young nieces and nephews, and they're going to be like, hey, are you vaccinated? Did you get vaccinated? Yeah, man. Yep. 
got vaccinated. Why? Because that helped get society back to where it needed to be. I firmly believe that that's what I believe in. I believe that getting vaccinated and everything is going to all help us become immune, whether that be through herd immunity or not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-vaccine. I'm pro-whatever it is that is going to get us back. Okay? I don't care whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for me no longer to have to wear a mask to the gym, I'm going to do it. Plain and simple. And speaking of the gym, your boy's back. That's right. I'm back in the gym. I'm back in effect. I'm happy. I'm excited. I've been, I've been working out now for about two, three weeks. And it has been incredible. It has been incredible to get back to it. I'm nowhere near where I once was. I'm like when I, when the lockdown happened, when the pandemic happened, imagine the tallest tower in Los Angeles, which is the U.S. Bank Tower. For those of you that are not familiar with the name of it, it's the one with the crown on top. Imagine that that's where I was. I was on the top of that tower on March 11th, 2020. Okay. That is not the case right now. Right now, I am in the parking garage underneath the tower. Like, I went from being able to squat maybe 275, 300, like pushing it, like literally like going for like one rep max. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Right now, I'm doing, let's see, carry the five, zero, uh, 45 plus, I'm doing 105 pounds right now, 110, 110 pounds. I got up to 125 the other day. That is my squat right now, 125 pounds, 125 pounds. I went from being able to bench press or do a dumbbell press uh, 75 to 80 pounds per dumbbell. So 160 combined on the dumbbell press to 100 pounds, 50 pounds per, per dumbbell. And does it suck? Does it infuriate me that that I am at this level, you're damn right it does. It I like I'm 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 embarrassed. But I I had to understand that, that this was going to be a fight to get back. I got COVID twice. It just is what it is. I wish I didn't. I wish that I had been able to have avoided it. But I didn't. My lungs are, hopefully they're not permanently scarred. But it just is what it is. 
the universe, God, whoever it is, whatever it is, chose me to get COVID twice. The second time was the worst experience of my life. But like everything, there has to be a reason for it, right? There's got to be a reason for it. And I have to take that with stride. I have to believe that there's a reason. So with whatever it is, I'm going to overcome it. I'm not going to let it beat me. I'm not going to let it destroy me. It ain't happening. It's not happening, man. Not today, not ever. So, that's how I am now. That's, that's what I am now. That's what, that's what surviving COVID twice did to me. It made me psychotic in the sense that it's like, you know, nothing's going to stop me. I'm not going to be stopped. If COVID can't stop me twice, then hell. I'm going to be doing some big things. So anyways, when I was walking up to the gym, uh, there's a song that I listen to. And, and if I've already said this, just skip forward a little bit, you know, but if I've already said this about how I start off my gyms, my gym sessions, um, so, uh, I'm walking up to the gym. I got the AirPods in. And I listen to one specific song every time I'm walking into the gym and I'm just preparing myself mentally for my workout. And it is a score. If you guys do not know what a score is, it's a it's a it's it's a it's a song from a film that was made by an orchestra or by a composer or with whatever. I listened to the score from the film Inception with Leo DiCaprio, Christopher Nolan, that film. There's a song in that, in that film that is called Time and it was made by the iconic Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer is the composer. And I don't know why, but that song, just the way that blinding lights gets me tuned up and it gets me all jacked up and ready to go. The song time, the score time, that track gets me focused. It calms me down. And prepares me for what is to come. And that is, yo, I'm about to, you know, hit a really, really, really hard workout right now. I don't ever half-ass my workouts. I don't. I don't. I can't do that. I can't be that type of person like, I'm just going to go to the gym for about 35, 35 minutes, you know. Just going to get a little cardio in. No. If I'm in the gym, I'm lifting weight. I'm exerting my, my physical capabilities to the most that they can handle. Simple as that. And 
So that is where time comes into place. The song, not actual time. So I remember that I just popped in the headphones and I play. I haven't listened to to this song since before the lockdown because this song was like my gym go-to song, right? Only listen to it. So me listening to it, and I know some of you may be like, oh my God, really? But I got emotional. I got emotional listening to it because it was, even though I had to get my temperature checked and I had to stand in front of this stupid little machine there that read my temperature, I was listening to the song that get, would get me prepared to go into a gym and lift. Now, I, when I was really sick with COVID the second time, I did get a little uneasy on the feelings and wondering if I was ever going to be able to set foot in another gym again. Not because the gyms would never reopen. I honestly thought that I was headed towards a really, really, really bad situation while I was in the hospital with COVID. So due to the fact that I was, you know, heading, I'm, I'm walking into a gym. I've got the AirPods in. I've got my song going. I've got pre-workout running through my veins for the first time in over a year. I'm hearing weights being lifted up and putting back down. Knowing that in a matter of minutes, I was going to be walking to a squat rack and setting up a leg day session. I got emotional, man. I got emotional. Because how in, a, in one year, it was the greatest roller coaster of all time. I went from really high to the lowest of the lows. And now I'm just, I'm skyrocketing back up. And I got emotional. I was like, I was like, this is, this is, this is one of the best days of 2021. This is a red letter day in my life that I can go back to the gym. When one year ago from when I went back to the gym, we were in lockdown. The city of Los Angeles was a ghost town. So here we are. I'm able to go back to the gym. And back to the gym I went. And I've been consistent with it. I'm so proud of myself that I've been able to be consistent with it. Because let me tell you what, it's been really, really hard. Because back in Arizona, I had my brother Devin. He was my, 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 like my personal trainer. He was my go-to. It's like, yo, man, you know, we, we working out today. And even if he didn't plan on it, he would hit me up and be like, yeah, man, we're going. Let's go. So for me to be able to be like, yo, hey, let's go to, 
yo, man, you're going to have to do this on your own. You're going to have to get up in the mornings when you don't want to go, when you're going to have to go before work. You know, you're going to have to, you know, drag your ass to the gym when you don't want to. So, you know, this is, this is something to where I was very happy, really, really, really grateful and appreciative that I could get back to it because it's just another step closer to me being able to be mask free, go in the Dodger stadium, kick my feet up, have a Dodge dog, have a $25 beer and just relax and know that the world is back to its normal self. And you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping on, that's what I'm dealing with and you know, each and every day I'm at the gym. I do have my rest days. I, you know, I take my rest days. And, you know, I I do everything that I'm that I'm possibly doing right now to get my to get my body back cuz you know your boy had himself a pretty good set of, you know, guns just a year ago, year and a half ago. So, yeah, I'm working back to it. I'm getting back on it. So, you know, you know, that's what um that's what I'm doing, you know, I'm focusing on the diet again. Making sure that I look good again. Because summertime, man, you know what I'm saying? Summertime, right? Hot boy summer. Isn't that what they say? Hot girl summer. You know, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying to focus on getting back to that place to where, to where I know that I can be. Right. Right now, I'm not right now. I take a look at myself naked in the mirror and it's like I'm like running for the light switch to turn it off. I don't want to hear the oh, my God. Hey, hey man. Hey, man. Y'all never seen me naked. Maybe a couple of you out there have, but. You know, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but, you know. It's kind of funny, well, like not really funny because now that that dude is is excommunicated from the industry, but there's a very funny line from a great film called American Beauty uh, where this guy asks these two fit guys, you know, he wants to get in shape and they're like, well, what do you want to do? You want to, you know, you want to gain size? You want to do cardio? What are you like? What are you, like, what are you looking to do? You want to shred? What do you, and he just, he just looks at me and goes, I just want to look good naked. <laughs> and... And that's kind of like the point, man. It's like, yo, you want to look great naked. You don't want to look good naked. You want to look great naked. And so, that's, you know, the, hey, man, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do that. But it's going to be a little bit of a process. It's going to be a little bit of a process for me to get back to it. But I've got faith. I've got faith that I can. So, yeah. Man, I'm, you guys have no idea how happy I am to be back at this, to be back here and everything. And so, um, I missed you guys. I missed you guys. And even though it's been, 
about a month or so, you know, it's, um, it felt a lot longer to me. It felt too long. And, um, I'm vowing to not, not, uh, continuously keeping up the, the, the long breaks in between. But, um, you know, your boy, your boy's got himself a busy week. I've got, I've got Monday. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday, Tuesday. I got work Wednesday. I've got work. And then Thursday, Thursday is going to be a bit of a crazy day for your boy. Thursday at 7.30 a.m., I am going to be on a flight departing Los Angeles International Airport, or LAX. Don't ask me where the X come from. I don't know where it comes from. Anyways, so LAX, headed towards the Sandbox. I'm going to the Sandbox on Thursday, uh, going to a very special, special uh, family event. There's a graduation being taking place in my hometown of Mesa, Arizona. And uh, I, I, I couldn't be prouder. I couldn't be happier to be able to make this trip and do this. And um, what's crazy is, is that I'm not going to be chilling out there for the weekend. I'm literally flying back Friday morning at 7 a.m. So I, my flight leaves Los Angeles to go to Phoenix at 7.30 a.m. And then Friday morning, my flight leaves Phoenix at 7.30 a.m. to come back to Los Angeles. Now, from LAX, I'm not coming back home. I'm Ubering it straight from LAX to my place of employment. <laughs> so I am... Yeah, I am I'm not taking any days off to more than I need to because on the 1st of June, June 1st, your boy's getting on another flight and he's flying his happy ass out of the country. Yep, your boy is going south of the border. I'm going to a little place where the beer flows like wine and where the women flock like the salmon of Capistrano. A little place called Cabo. You may have heard of it. I'm going to Cabo. I'm going to Cabo for a week. Um, yes. <laughs> so I uh, can't wait to go out there. It's a, it, it's a very special trip that's happening and everything. And I'll be sure to bring you guys back uh, some memories and a shot glass. And, you know, yeah. You know, shot glasses aren't called shot glasses. They're called toothpick holders. I, I mean, that's a useless, useless random fact for you. But, um, yeah, I found that out. I found that out. That they're called toothpick holders. Isn't that crazy? If any of you guys know why they're called toothpick holders, let me know. Let me know. Feel free to call the hotline. 1-800-U-SEXY. So, yeah. Um, anyways. I am... I need a full body massage to be done to me ASAP. I need a full body massage. 
And I'm not talking about some like, you know, like half-ass massage. It's like, I don't want a happy ending. I want the woman to be focused on the task at hand. Don't want a happy ending. I don't want anything like that. I want a professional. If I have to get a man to do it for me to to make sure that it's 100% professional, I will do it. Not him, it. But yes, so, you know, like being back in the gym now, it's like, it's like my body's like kind of playing catch up. And I'm just like, damn, you know, um, I'm like, ooh, usually like you guys should have seen me after my first week in the gym doing leg day. I'm not kidding you. So Thursday, Thursday was my first day back in the gym. Not this past Thursday, like a few weeks ago, Thursday. I was sore the Wednesday, the following week. I mean, I had 16 months of rust on my leg. So it's like, hey, I'm going to use that as the excuse. I'm going to. But man, did it suck. It sucked so bad. But I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that I'm not, you know, the Latin version of Chris Farley. You know what I mean? Rest in peace, Chris Farley. Um, But yeah, because... You know, when you've got body dysmorphia the way that I do, it's not pleasant, man. It's not pleasant. You know, it's just, it just is what it is. Sorry if I just blew into the uh, microphone. I'm, I'm terribly sorry if I blew out your eardrums. Um, yeah, something came into my face and I had to blow it off really quick. But um, yeah, so, um, oh man, I mean, I like, it's, it's important to me to get back to it and and I hear so much shit. I hear so much shit about, about, you know, people giving me or whatever, like, you know, um, um, you know, you know, like, oh God, guys, you know, just, you know, just be happy with, you know, with who you are. You're, you're, you're very pretty the way you are. You're an attractive guy the way you are. Okay. That is great when you're, when, you know, when you're, Aunt is telling you that, but it's like, yo, unless you are speaking on behalf of Kim Kardashian, by the way, Kim, how you doing? If you're speaking on behalf of, you know, I don't know who, but you know, it's like, then I will be like, all right, hey, I don't need to hit the gym. I got Kim K checking me out, but no, women these days Women will never say it because they know the minute that they open up their mouth and they say, no, we want a fucking six pack to iron our shirts on. It's all downhill for them because they know for a fact that all men are just going to be like, oh, really? Okay. All right. And we've just initiated a war that will, you know, will (laughs) just pretty much end all life at that moment. Because men and women will never get together and, and engage in sexual congress with each other ever again. And that will be the end of, you know, reprocreation as we know it. So, um, no, I mean, dude, come on now. It's just the way it goes, guys. It's just the way that it goes. It's an ugly secret, man. It was like Joe Paterno at Penn State. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it, people. So, but I'm here for it. 
I'll call it the way it is. Yeah, that's right. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if some of you are rolling your eyes and flipping off the uh, speaker right now. Sorry. But that's all I'm saying, man. It's all I'm saying. Anyways. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm, you know... I'm I'm also happier when, you know, when I'm in the gym every day and when I'm leading my active lifestyle. I'm a lot happier, a lot happier of an individual and in which I'm like triple happy, dude. I'm like triple, 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 quadruple happy because, you know, your boy's got his own place. He's got an amazing bed that he lays his head on every night. He's got a pretty, pretty, pretty insane job, you know, that he loves going to. And, you know, it keeps him entertained, I'll tell you that much. And, you know, the bills are paid. So I ain't got to worry about much right now, man. I don't, don't got to worry about much right now. So... You know, just for the fact of me being able to go to the gym and work out and do all that, man, it's it's good. It's great. And um you know, that's that's all what I'm focused on and that's what I'm doing and and um you know, I I'm I'm happy right now, you guys. I'm really happy right now. And I know that the last one was like me being pissed off because people are like, oh, I just want you to be happy, which is only determined apparently by you being in a relationship. Um, you know, so. Um, this is this is this is what I was. This is what I had fantasized about 2021 being was the comeback, the bounce back. And that's what I'm focused on. That's what I know. That's what I'm loving about all this is that that's what it is. So, you know, here we are. Here we are. And, and you know, I'm, uh, I'm so happy. But I understand if there's, you know, room to be happier and things like that. So, you know. Um, there are a few things in the works, not dating wise or anything like that. No, but there are a few things in the works, um, that I, I don't count my chickens before they hatch. Uh, I don't, I don't spit into the wind. So I don't like to, um, run off at the mouth about things that haven't been been made official yet, but when they are made official, you guys will be the first to know. And I'm going to, uh, and I'm going to love being able to, you know, talk with you all about it and bring you up to speed on what it is that is going on behind the scenes. So we can have some more dialogue to talk about, about what it is that is coming, that is. But when it comes to talking about dialogue about a lot of other things, Hey, you know, we got all that for days, which by the way, let me sit here and I will be the one to tell it to you first. Congratulations to Ellen. Congratulations to Ellen. Um, my former boss, I'm glad that she is uh, finally calling it quits. Um, 
I, I'm going to just say that I, I personally never experienced a bad moment on set there. Um, I'm happy for those that are going to walk away with their head held high and their conscience clear that they did not engage in any of the acts that went on there. Um, there are still a large number of people that are there that did play a role in all the bad things that did go down. So to those people, I say, you know, I really hope that you can find it in your heart one day to clear your conscience and that wherever you land next, you are not the insufferable nightmare that you were while you were at Ellen. But to those that were amazing the entire time that they were there, I wish you all nothing but the best and I wish you an unlimited amount of health and happiness. And I hope you guys all end up on great and better gigs. As far as who is going to replace her, I would love nothing more than to see Tiffany Haddish take that crown. I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. I know that people were talking about Kelly Clarkson doing it, but uh, Kelly Clarkson's show has has not done what they were hoping that it would. So I am going to sit here and say, Kelly, you had your opportunity and it's no longer here or there. So I'm sorry that you did not, um, you know, meet those standards. But Tiffany Haddish, you have my vote and always will. You, young lady, I hope are the new queen of daytime talk television. So, yes. And one of the coolest, coolest souls and spirits in the industry. So I really hope that that young lady gets gets that. So, yeah. Anyways, moving on to the next topic. Because I got many to talk about. Um, this past weekend was a little bit of an emotional one. Uh, Kobe Bean Bryant was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And let me tell you guys, there isn't anybody on this earth that is more graceful, more unbreakable than Vanessa Bryant. I mean, that woman, my God, unreal, unreal that she has given two speeches now while maintaining such grace, such strength, and all while just maintaining the ability to not break, which nobody would blame her. That is the thing. Had she broke down at the ceremony that took place more than a year ago at Staples Center, had she just lost it there, nobody would have blamed her. She's given her daughter's and husband's eulogy. She lost a baby and the husband at 
in the blink of an eye. And a month later, she's got to give their eulogy? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. No way. And then fast forward a year later, and she presents her husband into the Hall of Fame. Amazing. Amazing. Vanessa Bryant, I mean, like, the good Lord broke the mold when they made her, man. Because for her to stand on that stage... And do that. She easily could have like just punted it off to Jordan. And be like you, like you deal with it. You handle it. You you deal with it. I'm I'm not dealing with this. But she stood there proud in that amazing, amazing purple dress that she had on. I'm talking like Laker purple to the max. Lakers purple, baby. And she, you know, she did it. She did it. Absolutely the best under pressure. Grace under pressure, I mean. Grace under fire, I mean. And, and she just did it. There was no greater example of being a tower of strength than her. You know? Watching her give that speech, man, like I like I was I was getting like shaking. I'm like, oh wow. Ooh. And I'm like over here, like I'm like about to lose it, and she's over there just like dead on. I hate saying it, man, but the mama mentality came out in that came out in that focused, laser focused. And yeah, good on her. Amazing. I've never met her, but if I ever do, it's like I will. It's like I like. It's like you're being in the presence of, of, of an unbreakable, like individual. And uh, yeah, she just, she just solidified herself as always being. Her own staple, her own iconic self in the city of Los Angeles, in the Southern California area, she made herself a legend. Because, you know, we all knew that Kobe was the legend here. We didn't really know too much about Vanessa. You know, there'd been rumors, there'd been this, there'd been that, blah, blah. But for, the, but for the fact that how she's handled it, how she's done things, how she's responded to certain accusations and certain things during the time for which he's been gone. She's been an angel. She's been an absolute angel. And a pillar of strength. So... For that, thank you, Vanessa, for showing us that, hey, man, it's cool. It's cool to, you know, get emotional. It's okay. It's okay to get emotional. But she's, she's, she's given us strength, man. She's given us strength when we should be the ones giving her strength. But she's the one that she's like, no, it's all good. It's cool. So, ah, yep. Oh, man. 
It felt good to be back at it with you guys. It felt good. It felt great to be back at it with you guys. And um, yeah, so this is your Tuesday edition of the May I Have a Word podcast has come to an end. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. As always, you guys can find the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all of them. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I will talk to you guys on Friday. I love you guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And I'll talk to you guys on Friday.